Okay, we are here with this topical life with Jessica Wilson, who um, is just a, a light wherever she goes. Um, and I know that personally because I bought the first, the way I met Jessica was on a sales site where um, she was selling these amazing shoes. She is a, I, uh, just the shoes. She likes shoes. Shoes, purses, <laughs> whatever. She's a total style inspo. Mm -hmm. And, um, Anyway, so I met her at her house, and um, we sat on her porch, and I tried on her shoes and bought all of them, <laughs> and then, um, well, maybe all of them, yeah, pretty much, I think. <laughs> I think so, yeah. <laughs> I know, I was like, you're, I don't I know, whatever. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, and at that point, like, we are, are her youngest child mm -hmm. is a daughter, which mm -hmm. was the same age, it's just the same age as Ruthie, and we were like, our daughters are totally gonna have play dates, and by now we should have had like a hundred play dates and been best friends. <laughs> yeah. So here we are. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Full circle. Yeah. Full circle. <laughs> and um, I saw you. We have an online presence with each other, mm -hmm. and um, I have kept up with you, and you in the small town of Westland, and just mm -hmm. noticed that one day, I saw that you had posted something about going to rehab, and that you were just so transparent and so open, and just thought, wow, that is so inspirational and um now that i'm doing this podcast i'm like jessica can you please come tell your story and just what you've been through and just how you've gotten through it and just just so blessed to know that you are in this community and that have a lot to say and that will help so many people that are in hiding right now or that mm -hmm. are just in suffering so um let's start out with um, your husband, tell me your husband's name, your kids, you know, mm -hmm. a little bit about your background and then okay. just, we'll go from there. Okay. Okay. Well, I am married to Corey, um, and he is a firefighter, Portland fire, fire chief. Um, we've been married, let's see, 19 years, August, it'll be 19 years. We have, um, our oldest son is Campbell and he's 17. He's a junior at Westland. And then Cooper is a freshman. He's 15. And then we have twins, identical twins, Callan and Coleman, and they are 13. And then Connolly, or Nellie, our daughter, is nine. So we thought we were done with two kids and then tried for a girl, got identical twin boys. So, <laughs> you know, of course. So, and we didn't find out till 17 weeks when we found out, went to find out a boy or a girl. Oh, well, my god! First one's a boy. Like, so, again, hilarious. Like, so it's funny. You. Yeah. It's just it's happens. typical. Yeah. Um, and let's see. And you had to try for the girl. We obviously. had to try for the girl, yeah. And then it's like I always knew she would be, like, I mean, it, we thought we were done, but then I was like, I feel like there's a girl, you know, yeah. first month. Yeah. You Meant guys, to be. You guys seem so close. Like just. Yeah, we're, we're close. I mean, it's definitely been a struggle. I mean, we had at one point, you know, four, the four boys were right. under six years, years oh, you know, goodness. six years old. And with Corey's schedule, he's 24 hours on and 48 off. So it was just super dark. There were a lot of days that were just super busy, stuck at home, you know, with the four little, it's, you know, all the energy, boys have so much energy. And it was just kind of a lack of schedule because it's not like the same days he ha he works different days every week, so it's never like the same. So that was really hard at the beginning um, when they were really little, but which probably is what now looking back like started the whole you know yeah downward spiral of drinking and and the depression and like severe anxiety and not not recognizing that's what it was and just thinking you know things could be worse and every everybody deals with something suck it up and you know just go on so but that suck um, it up mentality is just yeah I think it's I mean that's how I was you know and not not that that's bad that you know like that's how kind of how I was raised it's like everyone has something you know everyone's dealing mm -hmm. with something it could be worse but True. um our twins when they were born and this is actually where I think because I had always drank you know in college like first one away to college I started you know drank pretty heavily made lots of decisions that I shouldn't you know bad decisions which I think is part of life I don't there's a few I really regret, but you know, for the most part, it's like, that's what shapes you and yeah. learn from it and move right. on. And that's, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, but, uh, our twins were born three months early. Um, and they had tons of health issues. Callan had less than a 5% chance of even living. Um, and so going through, and he was in the NICU for five months and Coleman was for three months. Um, so going through that, you know, and, and our older boys were, what, four and two at the time. So it was like we found out at, you know, 25 weeks that they were even sick. We didn't even know they were sick. 25 weeks, and then it, they were born at 27. So it was like we flew down to San Francisco, met with specialists to see if there was a surgery you could do to, like, separate. Anyway, it was this 
they were too, we were too far along and couldn't do it. It would have been too dangerous, the surgery. And so flew back up here and it just was like chaos from, you know, just extreme stress and like the unknown. And, you know, once they were born, it was like, are they going to live and are they not going to live that we had to go in the middle of the night a couple times for like emergency surgeries. And Jeez. there was one, you know, at one point, and this was back in the day where, you know, 13 years ago, they didn't have now, you know, at Randall's, they have private rooms and, you know, separate. And this is when it was like all on the one floor with the curtains. So oh, you could goodness. hear all the babies crying and the beeping and the, Ugh. it was very like, I still can't even walk in that hospital and smell it. Like I can't. Well, it's PTSD. It is. So Most... and not, and not, not realizing. Yes. So when Absolutely. I went to re rehab, that was one, you know, like, oh my gosh, I have PTSD. And I, you know, we, I assumed it was, you know, like firefighters and police officers and, and, you know, military and, you know. I for sure don't have PTSD, but absolutely it was that. So, um, but yeah, it was really, it was really a hard, you know, period. Those five months, it was like, you have to go, you know, take care of the boys that you have at home and then, but then go back and forth to the hospital. You couldn't hold them for a long time. You ha I couldn't really do much. I mean, thank the Lord, literally thank the Lord that we had, um, awesome nurses. In fact, one of the, um, you know, I keep in contact with one of the, one of Callan's primary, well, Ann Coleman's primary nurses, but, um, they're like amazing people. Like she's, you know, Christian, like I, there's no way I would have gotten through the days if there's no way, like I could have left my babies there and been like, okay, I'm going home. Right. If we didn't trust the people taking care of them. So, so much respect for nurses that are, and you know, doctors, but especially the nurses that are doing all the loving on those babies. And it's, you know, as a parent, like couldn't right. do it without them so that's a complete necessity it ne is necessity necessity yeah. yeah for sure so anyway but that I think going back to I think that is what triggered after they were you know both came home and then it was like go mode from that you know they made it through they're healthy Callan came home with a feeding tube but he did he got off that pretty soon you know pretty quickly quicker than they thought um and then it was just go I mean Corey still you know was working the 24 on 48 off so it was like and even with two people helping and our families are both um, Corey's parents are in Lake Oswego. My parents are in West Lynn. All, all of our families live here. So we have a lot of support. I mean, we're so blessed by that. Um, but still the day to day and the getting up in the middle of the night, you know, that's us. And it was like living at this high, you know, high level of stress, stress constantly. And my body was just like on edge all the time. So for years, probably years, I mean, my, it just would be shaky and like, oh my gosh, like noises. So, you know, boys are loud you know, the banging and the running through the house, I'd be like, literally, I remember one time when the twins were like two, sitting on the kitchen floor, like covering my ears. I remember I was sitting right by the sink and I was just started bawling. And I remember the, the boys came up and they're like, mommy, you okay, mommy, why are you crying? And I was just like, I couldn't do it, you know, just broke. And, um, but that's when I started to really drink at home at night. It was like every time, I just remember every time, like four o'clock, like, okay, you know, the kids are home from school. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to have some wine. Well, one or two glasses turned into at least a bottle a night, every night, almost every night. Um, and it just became a routine. It was like, I deserve it. You know, I have five kids and yeah. my husband works and, um, you know, a lot of other people I knew were doing it. And it, it's not a bad thing. I'm not saying drinking wine is a bad thing, but the reason behind why I was drinking it was the problem. It wasn't what I was drinking, it was how much I was drinking, why I was drinking, and that I couldn't stop, that I was constantly waiting for four o'clock every day, you know? Right. And so, so that started, like, when, how old were the kids? Like, um, what, like I would say, toddler years? Yeah, probably when the twins were, like, two, um, <clears throat> okay. and the older, you know, seven and five, I guess, so, okay. but, you know, and it wasn't, I wasn't a huge problem then, it was, you could contain it? I could contain it, mm -hmm. yeah. And I, I could go out with, um, you know, it's not like we went out a ton, but when I would go out, you know, I would have a drink with friends or I'd have a drink out, but my main drinking was done at home okay. um, and just by myself. So looking back, I'm like, wow, that, you know, like you, hindsight, you can look back and say, gosh, why didn't I see that coming? Or, you know, but you're, I was so oh. just in the thick of it and just not even, I just, you know, I'll just describe it like I was underwater and I was just trying to like reach out and my nose was trying to get out from underneath the water, but it was constantly just being pushed down. That's how it felt. It makes me like <laughs> sweaty, like thinking about it right now, but yeah, 
again. Yeah, I'm like, oh, can't breathe. Jim, Ga- uh, you know Jim Gaffigan? Yes. He says something like that. He's like, yes, with the kids. Yes, he's like, kid, you, yes. Hand him, you hand him three kids. It's or like, true. It's like you're already drowning and you hand him a kid yeah. and then you're drowning. Hold yeah. this one. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly. That's and people are, but then I, go, then my mind, of course, goes to like, well, we're the ones that had them and we're blessed to have them. And some people would love, I mean. You guilt trip yourself. Yes. And I'm not complaining. I, we are so blessed. I mean, again, but it's, but that's where my mind went. That's what kept me from reaching out for, I should have asked for more help and I should have asked, you know. I am drowning here and I need help, but I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't know how to do it without feeling like I was failing as a mom because I stay home with the kids and what else do I have to do? You know, like, did you feel that what else do I have to do? Because it's like, everybody looks at you like, well, you're a stay at home mom. You should be able to. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you live in West Lynn and your husband's a firefighter and you're, you know, you, and again, we, I grew up in a very well, you know, like we were well to do. Like I didn't want for anything so blessed um it doesn't matter i mean this it is what it is it's this is it doesn't matter what your status is it doesn't matter how much you know it's if you're stressed and you have anxiety and depression it's gonna it doesn't matter it's gonna come at whoever and it's gonna it's gonna drown you if you don't reach out for help and right figure it out yeah but that's that's the part that's that's hard to get to that part point to recognize what it is and not even reaching out. I mean, it's important to reach out to counselor. I didn't do had it hadn't done any of that either. You know, I was like, I should just figure it out and all this stuff. You know, why are my f- other friends that have four kids not stressed out? Why are they not? Why are they not crawling out of their skin and you know stressed out? Um, why can't I do it all? Why can't I clean my house and make dinner and you know do all these things without feeling like? I just felt like I was going like I'm just trying to get to the next day. I cannot wait to go to sleep at night. Mm-hmm. just to shut down and right. that's a terrible that's how I felt for years and you were trying to talk yourself out of it mm-hmm. during the day mm-hmm. and then at night the reality was it's like I just want to get out of this right and then you wake up the next day and then try 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 yep. on your so like okay so on the track of you you saw yourself drinking more mm-hmm. um you could contain it you were cool with it and then when did it start to progress, like, where you're just like, okay, the next phase of what was happening? Um, let's see. I would say, <clears throat> well, a couple of years ago, I had had a falling out with uh, my parents. Like, we'd kind of gotten in this. And look again, looking back, so much of it revolved around my mindset. And I was just so on edge with everybody and so, like, defensive about everything um, thankfully I have like the most amazing husband ever who is, you know, such a support. And I mean, people say that, but like we were friends for six years before we even like dated and stuff. And so he was, he was always the person I would go to and cry to. And you know, when we were just friends, so were you guys high school sweethearts? Um, we met at Linfield. Um, oh, college, so, okay. um, my sophomore year. So he okay. had transferred and, and actually funny story. So his, um, two of his best friends lived across the dorm from me and they were twins. And when they knocked on my door, Hey, I want to dinner. This is our friend, Corey Wilson from high school. And I said, Oh, I remember that the first thing I said was, Oh, that's funny. My boyfriend in high school was Corey Wilson. <laughs> Isn't that funny? That is so, so Some people weird. like, I remember from high school, they're like, Oh, you married Corey. I'm like, no, it's a different Corey Wilson. Oh, like what are the gosh, chances? What like, are the chances? I know it's so funny. So that's that kind is of a bizarre. random, like, can't, not very many people can <laughs> say that. So yeah. yeah so that crazy. was kind of funny. And they both played soccer and like, Trippy. My Corey wanted to be a teacher, and the other Corey wanted to be a firefighter, and they're opposite. What? I know. It's so weird. It's, like, it's bizarre. So it's totally, like, my mom also, like, oh, the Lord has such a funny sense of humor. Like, so yeah, funny. No so, anyway, but, yeah, so we met in college, um, and then we're just friends, like, best friends for six years, and then um, weren't friends for a couple years, and I moved to Connecticut, and he was in Arizona, and then we, I wrote to him and apologized. I didn't treat him very well, and was just... So anyway, got back together, moved back here, got married, all that stuff. Kids. Kids, 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 and kids, kids. go. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> that worked out? Yeah. Yeah, it worked out. But he's he's been such a support, and he's um, very patient. <laughs> I mean, very patient. Like, he's put up with a lot. So I'm, I'm just really blessed to have him. And um, But, yeah, so going back, my uh, we had had kind of a falling out with my parents, and that just kind of spiraled me and I had a, a falling out with one of my um, best friends and you know and the makeup thing and that totally sp- that's what my real was like 
I got super, it's like something inside me like broke and I was like, I don't know who to trust. I can't deal with this anymore. Um, sorry. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, I can feel it like it was yesterday, like something just broke inside of me. And I was like, it was the first time that I'd ever thought like, I don't want to be here anymore. Like I can't do it. I mean, I'm not going to do anything because I love my kids, but like, I literally was like, I don't want to be here. And I was thinking of ways to like kill myself. And it was just a really dark time. And I couldn't, I didn't want to leave the house and I didn't want to interact with people. Um, it was just, it took too much energy. And, um, that's when it really, really, really spiraled. And, um, I just started, that's when I started drinking like every single night. And, um, yeah, I would post like random, random, like phantom posts on Facebook. And I just was, you know, at like two in the morning and my, like my sister was like, you know, my sisters were like super worried about me and what are phantom posts? Like not like just random, like I love, love you kids and I'll never, you know, oh, always those. like, okay. yeah, I okay. guess I made up that. Right. I don't even know what a phantom <laughs> post. I just made it up in my mind. That's a really good <laughs> word for it. Okay. But like just these random, like just you emotional, know, emotional. Yeah. Like. But it was always when I was drunk, so then, like, I would never remember what I posted, and then I'm like, oh my gosh, how, you know, yeah, so, it was not good, but it was always, like, two in the morning or something, so my sister would be like, are you okay? It, you know, I think everyone was just worried, but didn't know what to do, because, I mean, that's the other thing, you're not gonna, you can't fully get help and get healed if you're not the one willing to do it. Like, everyone could tell you, you need to get help, and you need to do this, but if you're not the, if you're not willing to actually be humbled and like put a mirror up to your face and be like, what is going on? You're, it's not going to happen. So, but did they know that you were, did, cause I mean, at this point, your friend, yeah. you are not on the outs, your family yeah. or your parents, at least on the mm -hmm. outs, were they telling you you have a problem or were you just like, they were just wondering. I think people were tiptoeing around it. I, I mean, I think people knew, I'm sure that I had a problem. I think people were just, I don't think people knew. Even my close, you know, even my husband did not know how much I was drinking. I was hiding bottles in the garage. I was hiding, in fact, a couple months ago, I found a alcohol bottle in the garage and I like got, the, I immediately was like, wanted to throw up. I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even remember. I put this, like, it was from way before and it just made me just, bleh. Um, but yeah, I think people were like, what is going on? Like, but I was hiding so much of it and after all, you know going through that with my parents and then going through that with my friend, it was like, I literally did not know who to trust. I just was like, I don't trust anybody. So I would, I went through and like blocked a bunch of people on Facebook and was like, it, it just was a, yeah, I just got really angry and insecure and probably all the things I'd been feeling, but it just went down and nowhere quick. to go. Yeah. Didn't know how to get out. So it was like just survival mode. Like I'm just going to drink because I just want to not feel any of this. I can't, literally cannot feel this or I will. I was just trying to survive from day to day and it was not a good, I didn't enjoy being around my kids. I did not enjoy being around my husband. I was picking fights. It was everything just always on edge. Um, I was just missing it. I was missing life, just going through the motions. And it's, that's a terrible <laughs> terrible place to be and it's a, a very lonely um it was just a really I, I can't even describe how sad it was and that was probably within a span of two years where it got really dark and then it was around last was it last Christmas before last um because I went to rehab in February the end of February so I guess it was between December and when I left it was that's when I was probably drinking two and a half, three bottles of wine a day. Um, and you know, I, I, even to the point where like I'd go to the mini mart up the street to get one bottle and then I'd go to Safeway for another and I, so that it didn't look like I was yeah. drinking too much or, you know, right. um, yeah, it just ugh, gives me like looking back, it just makes me so sad for that person, you know, how to be at that point and to not like, why didn't I reach out? Like I, because I'm not my personality too. I'm not the type to, to be like, Oh, I don't want this person to know. Like I'll talk about pretty much anything, but it was that one thing that I was so shameful of. Like I was so ashamed of 
the point, the place that I'd gotten for everything I'd, I had, you know, like awesome marriage, awesome kids, great family, you know, great house, great community. I just was at this point where I couldn't, and I just felt alone. I, I thought, you know, I'm the only one feeling this way. Nobody understands, which is absolutely not true. hundred percent. not. That is such a lie. Satan just wanted me in that, you know, point to be like, here, yeah, you feel these things so that I can just really get to you. Nobody loves you. You're terrible. You're a bad person. Um, you know, I didn't just make bad choices. I was a bad person. That's how, you know, I felt. So, um, and it was actually what got me to the point of going to rehab. It was like, and then how do you know, like, am I really an alcoholic or do I really, I don't know. And then, you know, for my sister had, um, her friend Pam, who actually lives in Westland, and um, she's a, re- a recovering alcoholic herself, and she's amazing. She had her had Pam call me and be like, "Okay, here's what we're gonna do," because I needed basically I needed somebody to say like, "Here's the plan." So I didn't because ha- I couldn't even like make decisions from day to day. Like I don't know, I'd get so overwhelmed I couldn't even. You were everything was a big decision. I didn't know what to do, um, and did Corey know kind of what was going on Corey at this point was like you need to get help like this is a problem like you can't and he you know he's very straightforward anyways but he again we like what does an alcoholic look like like I don't I pictured a homeless man with no teeth and a dirt you know on the road that's not at all because maybe they would have an excuse to be an alcoholic right like so exactly exactly that's just what I think that's what you told yourself that's what I told myself and that's you know of course I'm not an alcoholic like I could stop no I mean, my version of an alcoholic is if I'm drinking every day or if I'm looking forward to, to having that drink to numb something that's inside of me to feel a certain way, that's, you know, I would rather, what's that, there's a Pinterest saying, like, I would rather go through life believing I'm an, al- I'm an alcoholic and not drinking rather than, you wondering. know, wondering if, you know, like, I would just rather, so... That's, um, so anyway, Pam called me and was, and I was sobbing and it's, you know, embarrassing. I don't, I didn't know Pam very well. And, you know, she's like, this is what you need to do. You you know, we're going to, they got, they hooked me up with, um, my friend Dana who works for a company that goes, you know, checks your insurance and hooks you up with a, um, you know, the, uh, inpatient is where I went down just outside of San Francisco. Um, and it was a 30 day inpatient stay. Um, and they, they figure all that out because again, I was not in the place to figure all that out. I was in, you know, didn't even know where to start. And so they figured that out. And I think it was like four days later, I was on the plane down there. Um, wow. I think a huge part of it was like, how in the heck am I going to, I have five kids, mm-hmm. like, and my husband works random hours. Like, how can you, 30 days, I, you know, that's what was my stopper in the first place. Like, can't imagine being away for that long. Or not even having contact. Exactly. Like, I mean, you could, they could call, but like not having, yeah, cell phone, you know. What, what will they do and will they be okay? And again, Corey was like, I got it. He took the whole month off to, wow. and um, to stay home, you know, to have that stability. And again, our families are amazing and they're all in town. And of course people, of course, but again, of course people step up and help. Like now that I'm saying that out loud, I'm like, of course people, you know, that's what, that's what community does. I mean, when you, when you let people know what's happening, right. of course we want to help one another, you know? Like right. I think that's such the, that's the ironic thing. Like don't tell anyone because nobody else understands. Yes, so many people understand. I mean, I, we were just telling you before, like, so many people have reached out to me just that being open about my journey, and and I always will be because I feel like that's, you know, that's something that I need to do. Like, what's the point of going through all that without letting it help somebody else and going through, you know, helping someone else? So being open about it, I, I mean, I can't tell you the amount of people who have, personally message me like I'm going through the same thing people that live in our community you know I going through the same thing or the flip side I have you know my spouse is going through that or my sister has gone you know and I've just thank you for you know sharing and again it doesn't have anything to do with me it just has to do with taking the shame out of the experiences we're going through and just being open and willing to talk about it and being vulnerable and when we do yeah, it's scary. I mean, there's times that it is scary, but overall, it's if I can help one person, I'm happy. I mean, I feel like it's worth it. If I've helped one person to feel like they're not alone and that they're not the only ones going through this at all, 
Um, Which just shows how much you did feel alone, too. Right. Because it was that it was bad. Right. And that, and which is, it's such a lie because logically I knew I wasn't, but mm. emotionally I just was so unhealthy and just so, and I think it had, it had been probably for a really long time going, you know, just slowly mm. and it creeped up. And then when that happened with, you know, my parents and my friend, it was like, just broke like a dam, just I remember, like, laying in bed and, like, my back kind of went out. It was, like, physical things were happening, too. It was, like, just my body was, like, nope, can't. It's not going to happen, you know. I could I could barely get out of bed. Um, plus drinking, the hungover, you know, headache, which I don't miss any of that. Right, <laughs> any of that. Right. Um, it's a lifestyle. Yeah. And then I think after being in rehab, um, you know, no cell phones, no TVs, um, it was a very, you know, strict schedule of, you know, you wake up breakfast at this time. It, you know, things that I think we as alcoholics or addicts um, were craving because we were so, like, personally, I was so out of, like, I don't, like I said, I could I wasn't even sure what decisions were good or bad anymore or I wasn't sure, and that sounds silly to say, but, like, I, I needed somebody to tell me, okay, this is what we're going to do, you, this, you know, get up and shower and do this breakfast now we're gonna you know we even like had, you like, didn't have to make any decisions no decisions we had we we're cooked for people were I mean it was the place I went it was like a, such a blessing like amazing um it just you know and I didn't realize also one of the biggest things I think to the recovery I mean we had lots of counseling and group sessions and we went to AA meetings um we had like yoga people come I mean it was like all these just awesome things but I think one of the things for me that I had just been so busy with noise trying to just like tv on all the time um music on I, I always just because I was so used to having so much going on for me to just shut off and have no tv no any of that no distractions and to just sit and have conversations like you and I are having right now was so important like I didn't realize how I was like I did not miss social media like all that stuff was like wow it's amazing to just sit and I didn't realize how, like, the lack of eye contact with people, it's just, it was crazy. So, that's a whole other thing, but, um, but in that process, too, like, um, sometimes I notice, like, when I really confront myself on mm -hmm. certain things, it almost kind of makes it worse before it gets better yes. a little bit. Oh, yeah, there was, that reminds me, there was a one, um, we were doing these, like, we took all these different classes, and they were awesome, like, Pilates, you know, yoga, we'd go to the gym, or... Um, all these meditation drum circle we did, which was I awesome. Yeah, it was super fun. I'd never done it. But all these things that I would have never in a million years tried. Right. You know, like I tried and I was like, okay, like I had never done yoga ever. Are you serious? Never. That's scared. awesome. So all these things that I'm like. Were you a cheerleader? Yeah. That's funny. I mean, well, you basically, yeah. you basically yeah. kind of did. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I was always the one in the back with the guys stretching, like, you know, so like out of shape. Oh my gosh. Okay. Like not flexible. Um, but yeah, so we had to do all these, like, random, you know, things that I'm like, uh, like, interpretive dance class. Wow. So you just do, you go You literally go up to people's feet, you know, like, hey. but, again, Free. things I would never try. Yeah, and we're all doing it. It's, it. That's the thing, that, you know, you're with a group of people, you know, it's like I said before, you're on a, the most expensive vacation that you didn't know that you always needed with strangers. <laughs> like, it's wow. like, you know, you always talk about, I wish I could go on a vacation. Well, here it is, you know. Right. Um, but there was one um, meditation class, and it was like, it was a sunny day, and like I said, it was outside of San Francisco. We're walking, and it was you're just supposed to walk, looking down at the ground, not thinking about anything. Walk ten steps, turn around, and, and walk back. You're supposed to pay attention to your feet, and you know all these. And I remember it was there was this slight incline up the hill of the driveway, and I was walking, and I see my shadow, and it was like so profound, like looking, and I was like, oh my gosh, it was like looking into a mirror and being like, I've been so afraid to look. Uh, who I am and to be, um, I'm just look, looking at everything else, trying to distract what's really going on inside. And it was just one of those things that I was like, okay, Lord, I, I get it. Like I, it was this, and this is like, I was there for 30 days and this was like two weeks in and I had gone to these AA meetings where people stand up like, you know, I'm Jessica, I'm an alcoholic. And I was like, still in the back of my mind, like, I'm not really. I mean, I didn't say it like I wasn't thinking like, right. but I didn't realize how much I was like, gosh, you are really, you're still not really on board, you know? And it was that moment looking at my shadow and I was like, oh my gosh, 
what, you know, like, I'm just ashamed of who I am and I'm like so embarrassed. And, but also in that same moment, I was like, now I can heal. Like now we're moving forward. And from that moment on, it was like, okay, this is what it is. Here we are moving forward. You know, that's so, I mean, that is really profound. It's like complete surrenderance. It was. And it was like, I didn't realize how, how hard I was holding on to, I don't even know what it was. Like, I don't, right. it, you know, because, cause it was like, you were willing to go. Yeah. I wanted to, and I was so happy to be there and it was where I needed to be. And I, for me, I definitely needed, um, because there's some awesome, there's Hazelden, uh, you know, down in, uh, where is that even outside of Newburgh, um, local places that I, I could have gone to. They're great wonderful. But I'm like, for me, I knew that if I, in the back of my mind was like, I'm only 30 minutes away from home, I wouldn't yeah. have been able to. So right. I needed to get on a plane and go like for me, that's, yeah, that was mentally what I needed to do. Um, but yeah, it was, I mean, it was tough. It was like emotionally exhausting going through all those oh, things, you I know, bet. but I also felt, so, you know, I've never felt healthier and more connected to, you know, myself and like the Lord and like, it just was, it was crazy. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was just one of those moments where I was like, wow, I'm, I'll, I'll never forget it. Like I got emotional talking about it, like the shadow and it sounds so cheesy, the but shadow. it was like. Wow. No, like, it's not cheesy. I was like, I just really had, because yeah. I think it, I was like, this is the dumbest class, like, uh, right. cheesy. And then I was like, okay, <laughs> you know, here we go. I mean, go. they almost kind of have to know that it's totally oh, yeah. out of body for so many people. Yeah. And you don't know what exactly, how right. it's going to affect you. And I did right. not expect that at all. But, you know, I, I'm just glad that I tried all these different things and things that I wouldn't have, you know, that's also a good reminder to, you know. Don't judge things that you don't know and, and just try things and be present. Um, but yeah, I, after rehab, so that was like what, two weeks in and then I was there two more weeks. Um, and then when I came home, I hear that like rehab is like, um, it's like 30 days. You think you could do something for 30 days, but like every day that you're in rehab is like five days. Yeah. It definitely feels longer and it's because you're going through so much emotionally so much I bet yeah just... and it was just like so how long would you say it felt like you were there really you were I, there for 30 days I, was, but... I would say I at least two months is how it felt at least and they wow. actually so when I was leaving you know they go through like a um kind of like a checkout process right. you know you meet with a counselor who's like okay this is what I recommend you know based on your and they actually recommended that I go to another for like 60 more days, like another, but I was like, I can't like with Corey's schedule and, and you know, and I felt like I was in a good spot. I mean, in, in an ideal world, yeah, that would have been awesome probably to, you know, really heal, but I needed to get back and, um, yeah. And so when I came back, it was like, it's been really good. I've had, so this, so technically since you've been back, how mm -hmm. long has it been? Let's see. It was what March 23rd was a year. So just over a year. Okay. So back. you've been back mm -hmm. for a year. Yeah. Um, when I came back, I was, it was good. I, you know, my personality too, is I'm super out, like I'll talk to anybody about anything, but I also, my boundaries were very broken. Like I, I didn't have good boundaries. Um, I'm like a deep feeler and I'm very empathetic. So I was letting kind of everything, everybody else is like, I'll walk into a room and if I see somebody crying in this corner or, you know, being not nice to their kids or, you know, like it, I take it all in and it's You're like, to it's it. so overwhelming. Yes. So I had to, I have to really purpose to say like, I'm not going to, not that I'm not going to leave the house, but I, I need to, I'm going to spend this year focusing on my family, which I've neglected and my kids who, you know, that I've really not enjoyed for, you know, years, which is not their fault. You know, that's terrible to say. And I don't mean that as, but I just was missing so much of it by coping coping so um I just spent this year really trying to like just stay quiet and still at home and work on my relationship with my husband and my family and my and um my kids and um but in the same scheme you know same time like I've been open like I said I've been really open with my kids like when I first left to head down to rehab I was like not realizing what I was doing really in the, I did a Facebook post and I was like, just so you guys know, I'm going to, you know, a 30 day, whatever, um, patient, inpatient 
clinic in California if you guys could keep Corey and the kids in your prayers. And like, and people were like, what? You know, people, I didn't know, you know, so many people reached out and like, seriously, I have the nicest friends. But I did that just because I didn't want Corey to have to, or, you know, my friends or my sisters or whatever to have to be like, where, you know, where's Jessica? Uh, I just wanted it to be out in the open. And now that I did that, I, and again, not realizing how, what, a blessing that was in the beginning not only was it helping other people I think realize like I'm not alone like there's other people you know going through this and dealing with this but I don't want my kids to feel like I don't want it to be a secret I don't I, I want to talk about it in front of my kids like this isn't it's not like they didn't know it's not like they couldn't feel all the stress and all the right. anger and all the sadness um, and to be honest like I'm an alcoholic like they have a very high chance of becoming, you know, alcoholics themselves. So I didn't want to shield them from that. I mean, of mm -hmm. course, age appropriate, I talked about, you know, stuff, but I, I also, I just think it's something that people in general, we're not talking about. And it's, there's so much shame behind all of the, all of that, that it's, I just wanted to get it out there and talk about it. Cause I don't, like I said, if I could help one person not feel like they're alone, that's, that's worth it to me. Right. So. And maybe they'd be more or less likely to go down the road of that if they knew that you were open right. to, like, they could maybe just go to you, or, like, you're, yeah, I'm the same way. I am very open with my kids about different things, too, yeah. but in hopes that they can come to me and talk to you about it. Right. Because... Right. And, I mean, we've all been, you know, we were kids once, mm -hmm. too, and I, you know, I didn't feel like I could really talk super openly to my parents. It was like, you don't do it because of the, you know, right. and that's, I think, a generational thing, totally. a lot of it, but, um. You know, and it's it, sometimes it's hard because you, you know, you're the parent, so you don't want to. I want to be friends with my kids, but I don't want to be friends with me. You know, right? So Absolutely. That's a balance, but I also, yeah, I want it. I don't want it to be. I know for my personality, growing up, I was like, oh, I'm not supposed to do it, so I'm going to do it. Like, go to college. I'm not supposed to drink. Well, I'm going to drink because mom, and dad aren't here, and right. first time away from home. So, but I mean, some of that's being kids, I get, but yeah. I just didn't want it to be so secretive because I think for me that was fueled the. Right. Excitement and the, um, and then that just went to a really bad spot. So, so now that you're, so coming out, mm -hmm. it's been, uh, it's been over a little over a year. Mm -hmm. Um, your kids, your husband, you're working on that. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's interesting. Like something that just kind of came to my mind was, is that the closeness that you're building with your family and the, um, that depth that you're having to go to is just some families don't ever even really go there mm -hmm. that to that depth. I mean, yeah. it, it's truly like, like everything that's led up to this point, um, mm -hmm. you know, you can say that you're, you're coping and all those kind of things, but I do believe that God shields things, mm -hmm. you know, and yeah. then the, the things that go deeper that, you know, those, those are like the gold nuggets, you know, mm -hmm. that, you might yeah. not have ever been able to do on your own. Right. Right? Yeah. I totally, I mean, I definitely Do you feel think, that way? Yeah. I mean, there's, like, looking back, I, and I've said this more than once, I'm like, how in the heck did I get through the day? Like, with five kids, in sports, with yeah. Corey's schedule. I mean, you know, like, this, oh. the, this phase and this stage in our lives is busy no matter, I say, if you have one kid or ten kids. Like, it's busy, but. Totally. And mentally, emotionally challenging. Yes. And mm -hmm. so you're, and then you have five kids, all the different personalities mm -hmm. and dealing with, you know, the teen hormones and all that stuff. It's like, oh, you know, but I'm also the first person, like people be like, how do you do it? Oh, I would, you know, you deserve a drink. I was the first person to be like, no, it's fine. You could like, I would never, I would always discount kind of like, oh, you know, I never, I don't want anyone else to feel bad. So it was like, okay, oh. discount like, oh no, you, you know, which right. is, I still feel that way, but you know. Cause I do think it's busy no matter how many could, you know, just the space, but I'm like, how did I literally do any of that? Like I was not present emotionally or physically. A lot of the times, like, how did I get through it? Well, my husband, you know, would do, you know, pick up all the slack around the house and like, I mean, like amazing, but, um, now it's definitely, it just was off balance, you know? So now I think I'm like, gosh, I'm really enjoying what I'm doing, you know, some, I know I'm not saying some days are not stressful and I get grumpy and, you know, it's like, I'm on anxiety medicine. I'm on, you know, Wellbutrin for depression, anxiety, you know, um, I'm not ashamed to talk about that. Um, and I think there's a ton of us that, you know, 
Oh, I, so, I take Wellbutrin too. You do? Okay. Yeah, yeah it's like, <laughs> well, and that's the other thing. In rehab, yeah. they, they go through your medicine and, like, what are you taking? What prescription? You know. And the medicine I, I was on before, and I don't remember the name of it, but it was, like, not the one I was supposed to be taking. So it was, like, not really doing – it was, like, 10 milligrams. Like, it wasn't even – and I'd been on it forever, so it wasn't really doing much what of anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was also on Ritalin. I was prescribed Ritalin, like, four years ago for ADHD, you know, like, trying to figure out why am I so tired and why can I not focus? Well, not realizing that what it really was was severe anxiety and depression and PTSD. So I was being prescribed – you know, which I'm not saying it's anybody's fault. It's just, you know, what I was. Um, Ritalin, which also really fueled my anxiety. and cause Which it, made you want to drink because yes, you were freaking out. I, and then I was taking way too much of it. Like, I was prescribed way too much. So then it was, I'd get super, you know, up and like, oh, shaky. And then I'd, well, yeah, want to drink, you know. So that, and P.S., you're not supposed to be mixing <laughs> any right. of that in general. So, right. Um, but... If it's got me full circle to this point where I, like, totally, I'm just so grateful to have gotten through. And I'm not saying, and it's not going to be perfect from here on out. I mean, I need to be really cautious of situations that I'm in, people that I choose to hang around, um, because I am not stupid enough to think, like, oh, I'm, I'm cured, like, I'm not an alcoholic. I mean, I still have in the back of my mind sometimes, like, I've I've avoided going to a lot of, like, social, you know, like, auctions at the school or um, social things because, to be totally honest, mm-hmm. part of me is like, do they even want me here because they know I don't drink? Like, am I going to make them feel uncomfortable or am I going to, you know, in turn feel well, uncomfortable? Well, you're a real high impact. <laughs> I'm like you very – You really are. Yeah, and I, I honestly, like, avoid – because I come across very outgoing, but I'm – it really, like, it'll take me down for two days emotionally. Like, I'll have to be super exhausted after going to one of those things. And it's not that yeah. I don't like the people, and it's not yeah. that I don't support the cause. It's just I have to really, really be aware. So that's what I was saying in the la- this last year. I've had to really keep my circle tight. Not because I am don't want to be around people, but right. I, I, I know that about myself. It'll drain me if I'm around the wrong energy or if I'm around – you know, for too long, I just, it takes me a long time to regroup, you know. Um, so, do, so in those kind of environments, do you think that, um, alcohol in those kind of environments were, would help you? Yes. Yes. That's another, so I didn't down. think, yes. I would go to firefighter dances, any firefighter event, you know, work event. I would go to uh, girls night, girls weekend. I mean, I would get super anxious again, mm-hmm. which is, because you're worried about other people. Yes. And people are like, well, you're so outgoing. Like, my husband's like, well, I don't understand. Because you're, like, I am, but I'm, like, an yeah. intro, like, introvert, yeah. too. Like, I, because I'm taking everything in, and it's just too much. So, yeah, I would yeah. drink for that. Because I just, like, I can't feel all these things. Oh, my gosh. And then I would tell, and then one, the other thing is I told Corey, I'm like, I remember coming back from rehab, and I'm like, well, what if people don't think I'm funny anymore? That I'm right. dr- not drinking. He And he literally was like, you are not as funny as you think you are. <laughs> and I was like, oh. I mean, it's true because, I mean, you know, I think well, I'm like. Did you feel like people depended on you yeah, for that? Yeah, Jessica. She's the funny, you know, she's right. the silly one. She's. Oh, my gosh. But and, com- just, and literally yeah. coming right back from rehab, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I didn't know. Your identity was in that. Right. Like, for so long, ever mm-hmm. since college. Like, that's kind of who I was. Well, you know, again, you're not that funny as you think you are. And I wasn't sure. Like, well, people really like me for me and I was okay like in a healthy spot when I came back like that's okay like my family loves me my husband kid you know as long as I'm here for the kids but I wasn't really sure how but again I'm so blessed so many people have reached out and have are so supportive and like you can see that people love you for me yes and it's like oh my gosh so humbling like but I feel like again part of my journey and what I my wish is for Anybody who's listening to this, who's dealing with any of these things I've talked about, you are not alone. Please reach out, like reach out to me, reach out to anybody and just take that step and don't be afraid of being vulnerable because I think that's honestly how God created us to be, live in a community. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to support, you know, you're better together. Yeah. And what you're taking away, what's something you're taking away by by holding in and not allowing other people to help us, we're taking away from somebody else whose desire is to help us. Like, you're almost, it's, you know, you're what I mean? It. Yeah. And it's, you're, 
it's just not how we're meant to I just think it's and that's again you know just take the shame out of the game like just no more shame like that's totally my like thing like when I came back I'm like I just don't want to I'm just physically tired of feeling that way and I'm tired of hearing my friends feel that way because we're not alone I mean it just trust me we're it's way more common than people are letting on because I've can't tell you the number of messages I've gotten from people and people reaching out and I just think it's a you know a problem I'm gonna say it it's a problem in our community it's mm -hmm. a problem in not just our community lots right. of communities I think it's a socially norm um, thing you know there's t-shirts with you know rosé all day and and again I'm not saying everybody has a problem with drink. I'm, I'm not at all saying that I'm just no but just like it's more in your face it's like it's socially acceptable and again and we have kids that we're raising in these communities mm -hmm. like there were times and I'm, I'm ashamed to say it I was driving around drunk I, I now that I have a 17 year old who's driving that makes me sick to my stomach yeah. that I was doing that putting somebody my kids at, I mean that makes me ugh. I know you know I, I to be honest with you you're not alone I've I have a problem with that sometimes just like that's why I like living where we live because right. there's absolutely no excuse to not walk where right. you know, we have the bars yeah, right we there. Do have the perfect look, yeah. Like there ain't no way I'm driving, right. you know, and, um, I like to have Brian with me in those kind of things because just like, I will totally convince anybody and everyone that yeah. I could drive, you know, that's exactly, like, that's, that was me. And, I'm and like, I can wake up and think, Oh my gosh, I should not drove. Yeah. Well, I won't even, there are times I didn't remember. Never. And it's just, and again, yeah. I, you know, Corey was gone for 24 hours. Like I could hide, right. lie about what I was doing. I mean, it's just, it makes me like. I mean, I can say it now because I'm on the other side, but it's, but my point being, I'm not alone. We're not mm -hmm. alone doing that. There's right. other people and at what cost? But again, when you get in that mind, you're not thinking about, so anyway, it's just, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> and you are just doing courageous work. Thank you. Because you're having to look on the inside and not depend on what other people think. Yeah. Especially when you care so much about what they think I mean not because you care what they think but because you mm -hmm. want them to be okay right it's like that you're so concerned with I don't want this person to hurt and I know what they're feeling and I hope that they're okay you know there's all the feelings and I think it's that um, you know that saying honestly it was like I think it was right before right after I came back from rehab or one of those times it was like I can't control how somebody else feels or thinks of me I, I can only control how I respond to that like, people are going to think and say whatever they want of me. Mm -hmm. I can't control that. Like, and that's okay. That's their opinion, you know. Um, does it hurt if I hear that? Yeah, but it's, again, that's not my responsibility. My responsibility is to take care of my children, my husband, myself. Put my, I should put myself, for, you know, in there too because I wasn't doing that. But, you know, I everyone's entitled to their own opinion. No, I'm, I'm sure some people listening to this think I'm ridiculous, like think it's like they could never imagine doing that. Um, talking about it or you know but I do but this is my journey and and I I think there are a lot of people who wish that they could talk about it or don't, don't know, know what to do right don't know who to talk to you know um, there are there are a ton of people in our community in Westland I will connect you with people we have a community um, group of women that we message we text we're in this group text there's probably 12 to 15 of us that mm -hmm. live in Westland mm -hmm that are recovering alcoholics and we get together for coffee on Saturday mornings and we, it's kind of like our own AA meeting. And yeah. We, so there are, there are people here to support that know exactly what you're going through, what people are, you know, what it, what it feels like before, what it feels like during rehab, what it feels like after. So it's, so yeah. what are your kids like? Um, what do they say? Like, are they, I mean, kids are so resilient, you know, mm -hmm. we all know that, yeah. but like, I guess my kids, I mean, God knows what I've done, but yeah, no, please. I know. I'm like, they're uh, writing but, books. Yeah. But. Right. 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 Um, <sighs> pay for their counseling when yeah. they go to college, forget right. college tuition and pay for yeah. their counseling. They Count can pay for yeah. counseling account. Yeah. Um, but what, like, do they, like, how do they, um, look at it now? Like, do they see a different, like, yeah, have they say much or do they just kind of like, well, that was mom now and this is mom, you know, like how do it's, they, respond? well, it's interesting because my oldest, so Campbell is very black and white personality very like okay like and Callan one of the twins is like that too okay. well Cooper and Coleman so my second and my fourth are deep feelers and they're very can read a room and mom let me help you you know so they are the ones who I've, I think have taken it the hardest Nellie's pretty 
resilient. I mean, she's she's pretty young. Too, yeah, she's yeah. young. I mean, but there. I mean, there were. T- I'm screaming through the house. I'm crying. I'm. You know, I I I did have a relapse in August, so I I've had one relapse since I've you know, and it was like. It was bad. Like Corey was at work. Corey had to come home from work, which meant not only did he just come home, it was in the middle of the night. He had to call somebody to come into work to take over his shift. So he had to let people know that, which actually being honest, being open about it too really helped because he at work has been open about you know, my wife's in rehab. The The response that he's gotten from coworkers, my wife's dealing with the same thing. I mean, it's a problem. Oh, everywhere. Wow. Yeah. So it, that's, that's that a ripple, ripple effect. Yeah. yeah. Best to be open. Yeah, and he's very open about it, and he's helped, I think, people, you know, deal with that. But he had to come home from work. I was throwing up. Uh, My kids were crying. You know, Coleman and and Cooper went into my 15-year-old, like, it's okay. I'll put her to bed, you know, kind of parent role. Um, But Coleman is very sensitive, even to, you know, just hypersensitive to any, you know, any arguing now or any – are you okay, mom? I mean, and I remember Callan a couple months ago was like, where did I go? I went to, I think I just went to run up to Maple Boutique real quick or something to get a, a birthday present. I'm like, I'll be right back. And I ran, he's like, he called me, mom, are you going to get wine? Oh, interesting. So he knew, you know, go to the market to get, you know, I would be like, I'll be right back. So they still have in the back of their, you know, minds, like, I think that trust will take a while, but they know that I'm there and I'm... But th- for them, they didn't really know. They didn't really know. That, that was just the way mom was. Yeah. Like, they probably didn't think they, much they about knew it. Or, or did they? Yeah, I mean, I would hide it in cups. It wasn't like I was drinking out of a wine glass. You know, I would hide it in, like, to-go cups or, you know, whatever. They didn't really know. But they knew enough to be like, or you smell different or, you know, you're acting silly or why are you acting silly? So they so questioned silly. Things. Yeah, or okay. why don't you feel good? So Got now it. I'm getting, you know, right. getting up every morning and getting them ready for school and getting, you know... Um, all those things. So I think my prayer is that they, I don't think they'll ever forget what happened. I mean, they'll, they're shaped by what has happened, but I hope that they, they know that I, you know, love them enough. I love them enough to go and get help and to, um, take those 30 days to really figure out what was going on for them and, you know, for my husband, for myself, but really to, um, not just get through the day, but to really enjoy the day and to be present with them. Um, and yeah, it's been so much I mean, better. like I said, the act of—I mean, kids want to see their parents be courageous like that. Yeah, they want to see you happy. They—they they want that for you, right. and so I just think that they probably, in the end, or admire you and respect you. I hope so. I mean, I, I know think so. My oldest is very like because I asked him the other day, or a couple months, uh, three months ago maybe, and I said, "Can you tell the difference?" My seventeen-year-old, "Can mm-hmm. you tell the difference now that I'm not drinking?" He goes, "I didn't really notice it before." He's the one that's very like black and white. He's like, "I didn't really," but he would probably go downstairs, you know, or just kind of avoid what was going on. Right. Whereas a couple of my other kids are very like, "Are you what's you know you're out, you're talking funny or just more in tune with." the social cue, you know, like, right. Yeah. Um, it's just interesting how people, how the kids just, you know, take it. And again, I, I know kids are going to be kids, but I hope that they think back and go, gosh, that seeing mom throw up in the toilet, that's not really what I want (laughs) to, you know, if that's what I have to look forward to, that's not really, you know, um, and again, it's just not always having a one drink's not going to, you know, it's not going to be that bad. I had an issue with it, but I also think it's important to, to know what that looks like too. Like, um, and to know how that, I mean, they know how that feels to be around that all the time and to be, especially when I, for a lot of days was the primary, you know, care or the only person taking care of all the kids. So I just, you know, hope that they, yeah, know that it's because I love them. I got help and, you know, want to be healthy for them and, there's still a lot of life to live. Yeah. Lots yes. to, lots to do. Exactly. So like, so now, um, you're in recovery mm-hmm. and tying all this together. Mm-hmm. Been a year. Kids are on the right track. Husband mm-hmm. and you are on the right track, been on the right track. Mm-hmm. And what are you doing? To, like you meet with those ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Like, what else are you doing to take care of you? Like, I, this is the other issue, too, mm -hmm. is that I feel like with women, especially, is the idea of self-care. Mm -hmm. Like, there's only, a, you know, people look at self-care, like, it, in social media, it's right. like, oh, I went and I got my hair done. Well, that's self-care. Right. Or, oh, I got, you know, self-care. It's, I'm like, oh, no, 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 mm -hmm. no. That is not self-care, mm -hmm. my friend. No. And people are, women are feeling guilty about self-care. Yeah. Like, or I already did this or, you know, so yeah. like what I heard you saying was, is that I started looking at myself. Mm -hmm. Like, I think a lot of women feel guilt tripped to look at themselves Yeah. because it's like, it's like, well, I already, you know, I get my hair done. So therefore it's my, it's my self care. Right. Well, pff, I'm sorry. That doesn't work in my household. It's exhausting. <laughs> I can't, first of all, I'm like, there's only so many pedicures that will, Right. solve the issue and it's called zero right exactly <laughs> you yeah. know it's like the real issue of self-care is just like admitting to myself mm -hmm. when when I have gotten to this point where yeah. it's like you know with my husband you know and just being like I can't do that today right I'm I'm sorry I have failed to communicate the fact along right. the way where I have taken on more than I can handle yeah, I'm in the red zone right now. I'm in the red zone yeah. good point yeah. and like I can't, I, I'm going to need you to take over at this point. Right. And being okay with that. And I having, having somebody who's hearing that mm -hmm. and, and because I think that's important too. I think if you don't have that in your spouse or you don't have that in a friend, find someone who you can mm -hmm. be because that's just, anyway, that's, a it could other, be another, that's going to, that's going to totally sidetrack your recovery or, you know, anybody's recovery if they're an alcoholic or addict. Um, yes. So anyway, sorry, I interrupted you. Well, no, just, just getting self-care for sure. Self-care, yes. self-care. Yeah. Um, well, for me, my self-care has yeah. been, you know, being a stay-at-home mom. I've been a stay-at-home mom since Campbell was born, so 17 years. Um, and for me, and my mom said this even, she's like, you've always been forever, like a two-nap person since you went, to, until you went to kindergarten. You took two naps a day. Like sleep is, like that's because I think I take so many emotions and I need to just shut down. Mm -hmm. um, so for me now... I still haven't started working out. I know that I need to just emotionally, like, just... In time. In time, you no, know. No. So I'm being, giving myself grace for Absolutely. that. I know it'll happen. Um, but, you know, I've tried to be healthy with, healthier with eating and, you know, things I'm, because now I'm more aware of what's happening around me. And, um, but for me, like, honestly, especially, like, all my kids are in school. I'm like, you know what? I've earned that. All those kids were home for so long. Like, I'll just sit and... Watch, an, you know, Downton Abbey or something. I'll watch, like, four episodes in a, row, in a row. I don't feel guilty anymore. Like, if I need to just, you know, or put in a load of laundry, sit there and do, you know. I know that if I get to a point where I can't, where I'm just go, 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 and I'm not taking care of myself, mm -hmm. I it won't be a good thing. Or it's... Someone's um, going to get the brunt of it. Right, exactly. <laughs> You're kind exactly. of preventing that yeah. from happening. Yeah, but I, th I think you perfectly said it. Like, you need to have someone where you can say, I'm now at that point. Mm -hmm. And be really heard because I think that's important. Like I know for me, a couple times, you know, I'm like I'm at that point where I just mm -hmm. want to literally like physically rip my hair out. Like that's how it feels. Mm -hmm. Like people are crawling. Like you don't know how you got there, me. but you're yeah, there. Yeah, and now it's zero to you know. And then, did you take your medicine today? Yeah, that's super helpful. I'm now gonna punch you right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> like yes. first of all, that doesn't change your day. <laughs> I know exactly. That's a repetitive. Yeah, and then hormones. Like you're well. Oh yeah. boy. Ugh. Yeah. So I mean, our poor husband. But um, yeah. Anyway, it's. I do, but I also think, like, Corey, I would say that, and he'd be like, okay, but then I would, like, hear it a different way, and, like, you're saying that defensively, you know, like, I would create you're something sensitive. in my mind, because yeah. then it's like, he's like, I said, you could, I would feel guilty, like, he, you know, or I'd hear him come home in the morning from work and unloading the dishwasher, I can do what I just, you know, like, I didn't do my job, now I'm like, okay, you know, I, yeah, it's like, I don't, was that part of, like, wanting validation for me, it's like, I want validation to know that what I'm doing is, yes, well, yeah, as a stay-at-home it's like, what do you, you know, and I'm married to a firefighter. We go places, oh, please tell your husband, thank you for serving. <laughs> yes, I will thank him, but he also gets paid, and it's a pretty good job. He also, if he's a dishwasher, you know, like, we yeah. joke, he's like, thank you, like, I'm like, dear Lord, like, again, I'm so proud of him, and I, I could right. never do that job, like, there's no, I have so much respect for first responders, police, fire, like, all of that, I get it, right. but it's like, uh, yeah. yeah, as I'm getting, you know, I'm home with the kid. But yes, I think there's a huge, and there was actually a lot of resentment. I think in the in the beginning of our marriage, 
with that. Like, yeah. my personality is so much more outgoing and, like, strong-willed and, um, well, he's strong-willed too, but just in a different way. But it was like, well, I felt like, where do I fit into this? And, uh-huh. you know, he's going to this and, you know. And it's he's a save, job. He's saving the world. Right. And I, you're I'm at home. getting barfed on. Yeah, I mean, he's probably getting barfed on too, actually. <laughs> I don't know, but it's just, oh it, it's a different, like, you really have to be very confident in who you are and, and okay with it, I think, in order for that to I mean, I know that what I'm doing is the most important job. I don't doubt that at all. But especially not having teenage, you know, it's like. It's more, it probably even more, it's more taxing. It is. And it's just a different, mm-hmm. you know, I have a nine-year-old and a 17, you know, you know kids in oh, between. It's like, yeah. and it's life. I mean, just when you think you've got it figured out and so it ch- something changes. So. so you feel now, so now being in recovery, mm-hmm. what you said in the beginning was like, you know, you felt like uh, I didn't. I didn't need to ask for help because I should be able to do this mm-hmm. or I've been, was raised with all these things and I should be thankful. Mm-hmm. Do you find yourself now being more like, Hey, I need some help. Yeah. Or I'm like, not going to, you know what? The dishes can sit there. I'm not going to do them because you know what? Either I'm going to, someone else is going to get the brunt of it. Like you said, or I'm going to just shut down and just go silent. And that's, that's what I like. You could tell when I'm going down the spiral cause I would just go silent. I wouldn't text people back. I wouldn't, I mean, it was pretty obvious, you know, obvious, but yeah, I definitely think now I just don't, I just don't carry the shame with it. Going back to the shame and the guilt. I don't, I know what I need to do for me and I know that I love my family and they're my first priority and I, you know, I am taking care of the house and it'll get done if they're, you know, people are going to have clean clothes and there's going to be food, but it doesn't need to be like my neighbor does it. It doesn't need to be like my friend over here does it. It's going to look different. I, I don't look at anybody anymore. Like I don't judge anybody like you do, you know, all the self you know, parenting books. How did you, I got my daughter to sleep. I potty train my kids. I'm like, if you want to poop in your pants, like that's fine. <laughs> I'm not like, I swear all the boys were like four when they, I'm like, whatever. Oh, I'm not, why, why is six? And, oh gosh. I, maybe I should. Well, he's not going to get, he's six and he still wears a pull up to bed. No, no. I was just like, only because we actually, I was just like, you know what? One of mine was nine. And it oh, was like, awesome. Yeah, so we'll be so, doing that till right. probably. I'm and just not, not going to care. I'm not going to worry about it. Well, because it's, and all, all that's doing is creating this anxiety in me that I'm not doing something wrong. Right. He's on a bunk bed. You know what? Just go ahead and wet, wet yourself. Right. Who wants to get down There's, and go to. Except, well, and like, <laughs> they sleep so hard. Like, a couple of my boys, I'm like, it's, you're not going to. I know. It's like, just wet yourself. Them? Exactly. Right. It's not it's their, their fault. You know, it's like. But I think there's so much, again, and this Stigma social and, media coming, you know, everyone's mm-hmm. talking about, and we're taking all this in, whether we realize it or not. Right. And it's like, oh my gosh, you know what? I have a, you know, my husband works weird hours. Not, maybe your husband doesn't. So I'm going to do things differently. And if my kids want to sleep in, you know, when they're little, if they want to sleep in bed with me when dad's at work or whatever, I'm not let them. I'm not going to, they're not going to be 10 sleeping in my, you know, bed or, you know, 15, whatever. It's like, let it be what it's going to be. Like. It's going to look different for all of us. So that's my, I, I just need to, I can't let that come in my, get in my mind or else that will just spark the. Right. So I think just letting go, like being comfortable with myself and who I am and um, not to say I don't have insecurities. Um, but you know, what to, but you might know what to do with them when they come. Yeah. I'm not, I don't have so much chatter in my mind. I don't have mm-hmm. so much. Um, extra stuff going on that, you know, um, so I feel like I can maneuver it quicker. I can re, re, rebound quicker. Like I could take, you know, sit and watch an episode of Downton Abbey or two, um, mm-hmm. sit there, you know, have, um, Taco Bell delivered on Grubhub. Did you know that? Oh, you know, I've done, That's, I love it. Grubhub. I've done the Uber Eats, but I don't No, Grubhub has way more. I got, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Tell me. Last Give week, the scoop. Last week, Wesley, I got, you need to hear no, this. No, you could get, um, <laughs> Grubhub. Chick-fil-A del- delivered at 9am. I'd never had like my sister and brother-in-law went to Auburn. Like they're, so they're in the South from the South and Chick-fil-A is all over the place. Oh, and, well I'm from Texas. Oh, so I you grew know, up on yes. Chick-fil-A. Okay. Yeah. So I had had it one time visiting Lindsay at Auburn in the airport. It's amazing. Right. And then that, one over there freaks me out. The drive, because I know. It, and I'm like, I won't do it. It's Anxiety, nuts. I can't. Grubhub. Grubhub. 9 so a.m. I got app? the chicken sandwich. Yeah, it's like you go on, or just grubhub.com, and then there's an app, but I just did it all from, then you can just, really? it keeps your, it's kind of dangerous because it'll keep your credit card, you know, you can just oh. deliver, and then you just add the tip. I mean, heavenly. So anyway, I'll do that, and I don't really, I don't feel guilty. I'm kind of proud of myself, actually, yeah. for doing that. It's like, because that's what I need to, 
-hmm. And you know what? You don't really, um, you know, having five kids too, it's like there's only a certain amount of people on the universe that have that many kids. It's a lot of stuff. I mean, it's a lot of, but you know, but then I would go through that, you know, there's a couple families here that are, you know, they have like eight, six kids. It's like, oh my gosh. And they're killing it. Like, that's how it looks to me. And I, right. they, maybe they, I hope that they are, and that's great. But why am I comparing myself right. to, they're probably not, you know, it's like, it is what it is. It's, it is and I'm it super is. impressed. It's, it's just, for us too, we've, with sports and stuff too, we've made a conscious effort to not, you know, family time is like really important to us, especially with Corey's schedule being gone a lot right. of the days. It's like, sacred. I don't want, there's only, you know, Campbell only has one more year, and then he's out of the house. You know, I don't, he's going to graduate. It's like, like when are we? I know. I don't know. <laughs> the basement's pretty. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Home is um, looking still pretty nice. I know. I'm like, what's going to happen? Oh, sorry. Um, but yeah, it's like, gosh, I mean, I don't want to spend all of our time just running around doing everything where you're not really like just enjoying time being together. So we've made, you know, an effort to not be like in club everything and private this and that. It's like, A, we could not afford that. I don't know how. <laughs> It's so I expensive, know, but I know. that's a whole other thing. I just think it's for for our, my personality and for our family. It's like we've you got to do what's right for your yeah. family. I yeah. I, I, get I don't that judge too. anybody else for any totally. Like, do what every works. single person is truly different. Yeah, some people thrive on mm-hmm. the, the, the business, business and the mm-hmm. being they get recharged by being around other people. Whereas I now realize I love being around other people, but this is like the one on one and the smaller group, like the mm-hmm. authentic meaningful like conversations that's what I'm looking you know that's yeah. what, what really fills my bucket not that it's always going to be like that um and not to say I don't like a big group gathering sometimes too it's just um but I haven't really been around since I've been back from rehab I have not been to like big events where a lot of people are drinking and not that I'm nervous about that I'm just I guess I'm just curious how I'll fit into that you know like I don't know mm-hmm. if, and I'm probably making it again a bigger issue in my own mind like people probably don't even think about it but there's been a couple times, you know, you bring a drink. I'm like, no, I don't, you know. And then actually now I feel more empowered by yeah. saying that. Like, it's a conscious, like, no, it's okay. And it's fine. So. Yeah, I'm, it's like you're, uh, you're rediscovering yourself for mm-hmm. actually who you always were. Right. Maybe. And yeah. just like. Um, I'm proud of myself for the first time in a really yes. long time. Yeah. And like, who's your best I friend? See it. I see Like, looking at you, yeah. I see, like, even talking about it, just a, a light up, like. Yeah. You feel good. Yeah. You it's like good. I'm like, ta- I've taken back control of my life and who I am. And again, it's not that it's not going to be sad. There's not going to be sad days or stressful days. Right. Or well, like, and that for everybody. For everybody. Yeah. That's not even in recovery. You know, it's right. just life. Yeah, exactly. So it's just, we're all dealing with it. We all, mm-hmm. we're all in it together. I mean, we got to reach out to one another and, and talk and start talking about stuff that's going on because we are not alone for sure. No. Should we start singing a song after? Yeah. Kumbaya. Jessica, I just want to thank you for coming on this topical life. And thank you for asking me. I'm oh, just sharing your heart, your, your path, your journey, um, what you're about. And just, it's so clear that uh, this is going to, you're going to help other people with this. You already are. And just be a light to others and in this community. It's just, I, I look forward to seeing where this takes you. And Thank I just you. feel honored that you responded and was just like, yeah, you know, um, I just, I know that for a lot of people, it's just not the case. And mm-hmm. um, so I know that it is a big step, whether you feel yeah. that or not, it just is because not everybody can do that. And yeah. Um, so yeah, just thank you. And um, everybody, thank you for listening. And again, this is this topical life.